Hello and welcome to another One Up Pod review. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm today with Andy. What up, fuckers? And today we are discussing Halo Infinite. Yeah, that's what I was hearing in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So, Andy, you have been playing Halo Infinite. I have not. So you will be doing most of the talking today. Um, But I am a big Halo person, fan, man, human as well. So I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what Halo Infinite is about. So what have been your experiences with Halo in the past? Well, uh, I I love the original trilogy. I absolutely love that. like Halo Combat Evolved is possibly the best launch game I've ever played. I, I yeah. think there's a strong argument for that. And like Halo 2 and the introduction of Xbox Live was like a massive game changer for me as a console gamer because I was still a few years away from being a PC dickhead at that point. <laughs> uh, so this was like my first real substantial experience as an online gamer and as a first-person shooter gamer. It's like it was a re- it's just changed the whole landscape of video games and I spent I played so much Halo 2 multiplayer with my friends it was like it was a whole new world <laughs> I, I loved it so when you learned how to teabag yes and i i, I did like um also with halo 2 just briefly like, i did like that they um followed up a massive hit with like a very brave move to like take the spotlight away from master chief for like any mm. length of time would have been a big gamble for them so it's the same kind of thing as the last of us 2 and to like a lesser more begrudging extent Gear solid 2 so I, I just respect <laughs> like the balls on someone following up a big hit like that but <laughs> halo 3 felt like a bit of a come down from halo 2 but still loved it like it's just these the stars seem to be fading a little bit for me mm. uh didn't help that That's my fair. uh my days on the xbox 360 were coming to an end by that point so i, I was pretty much all red ringed out by the time halo 3 was out so <laughs> my experiences with the other games kind of was limited that'd be a really nice metaphor for life wouldn't it back in like 2006 like oh, i'm red ringed out on life man just leave me alone <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll make it a thing <laughs> make t-shirts <laughs> well halo 3 was the first halo that i ever played so i was oh. um I was behind on the games because i had an original x Xbox, but just never used it like i couldn't get beyond the controller so i was like i'm just oh, gonna yeah. stick with my ps2 i'll be all right um so i picked up halo 3 and i've got such a nostalgia for these games because i've played every single one with my best friend we always play in the co-op mode yeah um i've never played one solo always co-op and we played halo 3 and the first thing you come across is the little enemies and we were just like what the hell is what what are these little children oh, screaming yeah. when we hit them with a gun and they die instantly what is going on so it was a very weird experience to start with but it is a bloody amazing game i think i was gonna say three is my favorite but i really don't know because me and my friends we went back and played them uh this year actually yeah. the remastered ones on um game pass day one and uh yeah so they've, they've got a lot of memories for me um just gaming with my best bud and having a cracking time i've got a lot of fond memories for the, the trilogy um not so much attachment to the games that followed uh, i played uh, odst <laughs> halo reach they were both good but even before bungie had left the franchise i could feel the the magic was starting to fade a little bit from the series yeah halo 4 was fine but you could tell like the new developers uh three four three industries is it um they're just trying to find their feet and they hadn't quite got there yet and i was not an xbox dickhead by the time halo 5 came out so i didn't (laughs) touch that but i heard it's generally considered the worst one because 343 kind of misjudged what made halo halo and they tried to 
put their own mark on it and reinvent the wheel a little bit and it mm -hmm. seems like that wheel made the cart fly off a cliff a little bit <laughs> yeah that wheel handles like a warthog <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah, I never played 5 either. I was um, I got burnt out on 4. When I played it first time around, I really didn't like it. Yeah. I thought it, the campaign seemed so short at the time. Um, and again, played it again last year, and it's still not as good as the 5 before that. I, I don't mind ODST and Reach. I quite enjoy those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never really got on with 4. 4 was okay when I played it again, but it just feels like an unnecessary entry into the into the lore of it i don't know yeah never really got on with it and then yeah like you haven't had an xbox since my xbox one didn't play halo 5 and i guess that brings us to infinite yeah and um before we talk about infinite as a game itself i believe you had an interesting experience of uh actually getting to play the game <laughs> yeah that, you could put it that way Fuck <laughs> so yeah uh, so i downloaded the base game and the multiplayer ahead of the release on Game Pass for my PC because it kept badgering me about it saying you should do it now, get ready for launch day, blah blah blah. So yeah, okay, fine. Day one. Day one. Later, I like, attempted to install the campaign version because I, I was worried that I'd only installed the multiplayer, mm -hmm. but it told me I was fine, I had it, so good, I trusted them. So like, launch day comes around, <laughs> I load up the game and it made the weird choice of launching at 6pm British time rather than midnight like a normal fucking company would. <laughs> that was that was one problem of it because I was I had only like a two hour break at work at that point. So I got to play the game, but it tells me I need to install an update. And I, fine, that happens at launch, whatever. Yeah, day one patch. Yeah, right? I, I get that. I, I've I've been there before. Fine, I just went with the update. Then I launched the game. It tells me I needed to install the campaign content. Uh, what the fuck? What what? It, you told me it was fine. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so after I eventually calmed down. I just like wrote off playing that for the night and I installed the, the campaign, came back to it the next day. I finally clock off work for that day and I load up the game and when I try to launch the campaign it comes up this pop-up that says I need to install Microsoft Gaming Services, which I already oh, had. Jesus fucking Christ. So I was like, okay, fine, okay, yeah, whatever. PC gaming, it has its <laughs> benefits, but it's also a complete ball -like. Uh huh. So it is what it is. I go to Reddit, I see it's a common issue for PC players with the Game Pass. Uh, I find a fix that was helpfully shared by somebody, but the fix had the side effect of uninstalling the entire game and starting a re-download. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I, I was not aware of that. They didn't mention <laughs> that in the fix. So I was like... Urgh. And then, so I sit down and wait for it to download again. By the time it's ready and I can boot it up, I have to start my next shift at work, and I'm working till late, oh, so I had to write that off again. I couldn't play the game until the Friday, so... Rather than day one on Game Pass, it was like day fucking three. <laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring to it, no, does it? No, it just sounds like an no. inconvenience, which it was. <laughs> yes, yeah, accurate. <laughs> oh, boy. So you did finally get to play. You, I mean, this isn't just a review of you installing the game, right? You it nearly was. To, it uh, very nearly yeah. <laughs> was just me ranting for like half an hour. Well, I guess the big question then is, was it worth all the ball ache? <laughs> uh, so I, I promised myself that I would not let the ball ache colour my view of the game uh, okay so we'll, we'll take the achy balls and we'll put them in a little box and put them in a drawer somewhere right they're yeah, gone but, the ball, well, okay. but if I'm honest I am petty enough that I would have let this easily colour my view if the game gave me <laughs> even the slightest opening <laughs> so I, I was very prepared to come out with my knives but thankfully Halo infinite did not let me get away with that because it's actually pretty hey. brilliant yay nice so yeah um like the biggest 
selling point initially is that it is an open world Halo. Mm. So um, yeah, I was intrigued by this. Yeah. So like, as an open world game, you kind of know what you're going to get into. You've got outposts, the story missions. There's a lot of side stuff. In the wrong hands, that can go really wrong. Like. <clears throat> Ubisoft, uh, but in the context of Halo, it was actually pretty exciting. Like, because the world design in these games is always gorgeous. Uh, the gameplay is Halo, so you know that's going to rule, and you're going to enjoy yourself as long as they don't fuck with it too much. So even doing like repetitive tasks, that was it was just fun. It wasn't like something like Far uh, Far Cry, like something that wouldn't get away with being so tedious and repetitive. Halo is just yeah. you just. It was fun to like grind away at, like all the side content, and it it really helped that um, on top of all that that it had a really solid story to like propel me through this big open world map. So how does I guess we should say there's going to be no spoilers in this yep, as spoilers. well as uh, per usual with our reviews. Um, so what can you tell us about the story and where we find Master Chief and what is happening in the campaign? The, the campaign starts out fairly standard for Halo. Like there's bad guys attacking, Master Chief rocks up, uh, decides to take the fight to them. As is his want. Uh, there's an interesting moment in the opening scene. Like this isn't really a spoiler because it's the very beginning of the game. But the big bad, this brute war chief, he absolutely kicks Master Chief's ass and basically leaves him for dead. So you come back several months later. The war has essentially been lost, and it's down to you to um, win the fight back. And there's only you uh, and a human that pilot that finds you. And um, the opening stage is pretty linear, classic Halo level. Um, but it eventually leads you to arriving on uh, Zeta Halo, which is the big ring structure. And at that point, the game opens up, becomes the open world game, all that stuff comes with it. Uh, it was it was a really good idea to have a traditional, like linear focused level to introduce you to the game, because mm. uh, it helps transition a franchise from its linear storytelling roots to like an open world. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five did the same kind of thing. I, I like this method because it. It's a good when a series has a very firmly established style and feel. It like eases you back into that and lets you refamiliarize yourself with things before expanding into something really new and exciting. Hmm. So like, so it's Halo. So you don't expect anything too revolutionary in terms of story. Uh, so again, without going into spoilers, um, it's a story of big galactic stakes, as you expect. But it's also got this like really compelling and surprisingly subtle emotional through line that like keeps you kind of invested, which I, I really enjoyed that. It keeps you hooked and it compels you to continue playing the game, uh, which is important because obviously with an open world game, there's a lot more distractions to keep you from getting to the story missions. Yeah. So they do a good job of also making the story missions feel substantial and like true to our old school classic Halo experience. There's nothing, there's no fleeting missions in the campaign. They do take their time. They feel weighty. There's always like a big set piece. They, they never feel like they're half arsing the story missions because they know okay. the supplemental missions, like the open world stuff, that's going to cover you if you need to. If you just want to play a quick session, just knock out a few things, uh, that's always there for you if you want to do something really quick during like a lunch break or something. So I've had sessions between work where I've just, I can't commit to a story mission because I know they take a while to get through. So I'd just be mm. liberating some bases, rescuing soldiers, stuff like that. So like you, you can cram a lot into a short space of time when you cover an open world stuff. And it might feel samey, but the fact you're doing it in a Halo game still feels refreshing. And then the story missions are, like I said, very classic. But one interesting thing that the campaign has kind of introduced, and it really helps, I feel, help the story progress it's uh, the introduction of regular boss battles uh so this is something the series hasn't really done before properly at least not this thoroughly but it feels like a really crucial ingredient 
like because a good boss battle feels like you've accomplished something it gives you a sense of progression through the story and also in terms of how your skills are developing it makes you feel like you've hit like a a checkpoint in the story it really solidifies in your head that you're making progress and like it keeps things straight in your head especially helpful because obviously this game's been told of a massive map there's a lot of distractions you need to feel like you've got these markers to keep track of where you're going in the story that so yeah. I, I really liked that i really liked the boss battles but yeah as, as far as like other enemies go you've got all your standard mobs uh, they've got all the favorites so any lapsed halo fan like me it, you're gonna feel at home when you start playing it you're gonna see those grunts running around like they, they were a particular highlight, just talking absolute smack and being ridiculous. <laughs> just like they're the funniest they've ever been in this game. It's like it's really it's really fun just terrorizing them, the little knobheads. <laughs> oh yeah, when you get a sticky grenade on one yes. and they just run into another group of them. Oh or you get like a suicidal one like sets off the grenades but then like panics because <laughs> yeah. he didn't mean to do it. <laughs> ah, what am I doing? It, yeah, like all all the bad guys you're gonna meet are very comfortingly familiar. So it's very like it's a classic feeling. I, I'm saying classic a lot in this review. I, I know that, but uh, it, it feels like an important lesson that Free for Free uh, learned. They, mm. they haven't tried to put their stamp on the series in any drastic ways here. They're presenting a familiar, like, tried and tested experience, but in a fun new way. The open world covers that. They don't need to mess with the formula any more than that. So they've stopped trying to, like, reinvent the wheel. They're just trying to make that wheel spin really nicely. And, like, that all <laughs> comes down to how they handle the gameplay. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because you touched upon it a little bit before, but I was going to ask how, you know, a lot of it does seem like that classic Halo, but how does the gameplay kind of change considering now it is a big open world game and have they kind of made any other changes uh, considering how we all know and love Halo? Yeah, so uh, first I just want to say up front that despite playing on PC, I did not use a mouse and keyboard to play this. Ooh. Yeah, um, I feel like if I'm going to play a Halo game, I'm playing it with a cumbersome Xbox controller. So, <laughs> we are going to get letters. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I feel just it's just like if I kill someone in a Halo multiplayer, I'm going to teabag their corpse. It's not because I enjoy doing it. It's just because traditions are fucking important. So I have to keep this going. I have to keep the, the fire lit for the old generation. <laughs> oh, what an important thing to pass on to the youth. Uh, I'm doing my part. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, it's better than flossing. It is. <laughs> That is the dance rather than the dental hygiene, by the way, people. Oh, yes. Please floss your teeth. It's very important. Yes. So, yeah. But anyway, back to Halo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll get to back to the dentist podcast all the time. <laughs> We've got, that's our spin-off. <laughs> We've got... Uh, yeah, but seriously, uh, the, the combat is really smooth. The 343 had a very strong foundation for gameplay when Bungie handed over the reins because Bungie basically are the best first-person shooter developers in the world, I think. I've only played a bit of Destiny, but it's very clear they know what they're doing. So 343 just had to build off that foundation like in subtle ways, not do anything drastic, just add some little details that help. Like they've got, I don't know if this is a brand new thing, but it's something new to me really. They have an Apex Legends-style slide maneuver where when you're running, you can Ooh. slide while running. That really cool. makes like your movements in firefights like feel a bit more fluid and come alive. That you can run yeah, into a fight, yeah. slide, start shooting guys, turn around, blast them from behind, all that stuff. That's that was really fun. Obviously, it doesn't trap. You can't travel quite as far as you can in Apex Legends because Master Chief is fucking gigantic. But <laughs> it, it, it's really it's a nice little addition. There's also a grappling hook that's like a gadget you get almost immediately. That's uh, that's versatile as hell. It's, it's really good for traversal, like getting up mountains. You don't have to Skyrim your way up there. Like it's all oh, wow. every every like structure is kind of designed to help you get up there with the grappling hook. 
so it's all perfectly designed to complement that new feature but you can also um, grab weapons that are far away from you pull them into you if you've run out of ammo and you need a gun in a desperate situation fire the grapple and hook a, a dropped gun pull it towards you you've got a new gun you can That's launch yourself cool. towards enemies like and when you've got an upgrade you can electric shock them so they're stalled while they're, you're pulling towards them uh you can hijack vehicles on the fly if they're coming at you and you, you can't like gun them down you can also ping the grappling hook off energy shields so it knocks it out of the way gives you an opening Ooh. to like pepper the bad guy with bullets it's really fun it's really versatile there are some other gadgets you can collect that are handy and i did use them but grappling hook was my go-to a lot of the time so like basically uh if you've played a classic Halo before, then you'll know how to handle yourself here. None of the additions feel jarring or feel like they don't belong there. So uh, you're definitely going to be fine with this. You're not going to feel lost or alienated by it. That's really cool. That's really good to know. Because um, I won't be able to play it until I finally get myself a new PC, which might be some time away considering all the graphic cards are being stolen by dickheads. Oh, yeah. Um, but this this makes me really happy. I'm really happy that not only is the gameplay their Halo that we know and love, but they also seem to have added lots of really cool things. Um, I was watching someone play it on Twitch, which was my research for this episode, and they picked up a gun, which was basically a Scorpion tank cannon and they just went around all the bases and absolutely wrecked everything in their path and that just made me want to play it even more if you've played ever played a halo you know the weapons are absolutely awesome so like this is no mm -hmm. different every weapon you get hold of has its own like benefits and its own entertainment value uh, <laughs> i loved everything about the gameplay basically like my only complaints about the campaign well this part isn't really my complaint but i've seen a common recurring complaint from people that you can't d replay missions at the moment okay apparently, that's apparently thing that people obviously care about in first person shooters but as this is an open world game it never really occurred to me to want to go back to a mission i always feel yeah. like i want to move forward but i thought i should mention that in case that is something someone cares about it's very fair there's also there's no co-op at the time of recording but that's been added later but that is sorely missed because i can see there being a lot of entertainment value in running around with a mate in this big open world just causing havoc i can it's i haven't had an opportunity with anybody to play it on co-op anywhere but if i did I would really want to play it on co-op. Oh so my god, yes. I want that more than anything else in the world right now. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah. This is new information for me. Yeah, it's I'm com very excited. It's definitely coming, but like, it's it's something they left out at launch for some reason. Uh, <laughs> for reasons. Yeah, just because they wanted to get it out on, like, on time. Which, you know, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, this will be the time I get my new PC, I think, when that comes out. Yeah. That'll be a good excuse. That's a, that's a good excuse, actually. So yeah, other than that, and uh, I had a handful of crashes that I more attribute to PC gaming being precarious at the best of times, as I've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. I have no other complaints about the campaign mode. Other than it's just everything I'd want from a Halo campaign. Excellent. Well, you mentioned teabagging. So let's discuss the multiplayer <laughs> mode, shall we? <laughs> um, how how have you been getting on with those? How do they feel compared to the other Halo games? Uh, like well, all the classic modes are represented. Like you know, I don't feel like you're gonna miss anything there on that front. There are no playlists at the moment. Like that's coming soon, but at the moment you don't really. It's it's an issue for me because I do like having a bit more of a say in how I'm playing and what games I'm gonna play next, and it's more kind of random at the moment which is an issue, okay. but it's not so bad because I do like all of the modes, so I'm never going to come across a mode that I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, not this again. <laughs> That's fine. But I will say um, I don't like the free-to-play model as a rule. I don't like that it's been applied to Halo. Mm. I, I am an old, old, tired, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Red ringed. <laughs> Red ringed. <laughs> and 
the Fortnite method just isn't for me. I'm not of a generation that wants it or understands it. I know kid, younger kids and stuff, they don't tend to see this shit as weird or predatory, even though it absolutely is. They just accept <laughs> it as normal. So the, all they care about in this instance is balance and the quality of the rewards. It's like all of that shit goes over my head because I just do not think of gaming in those terms. Uh, so the Battle Pass has been under fire for progression issues uh, that's still being worked on and the store is apparently keeping some choice content like locked behind a paywall rather than including it in the battle uh, pass so from what okay. i can gather uh, and that seems really shitty it's yeah it's not for me but i can I'm, I'm annoyed on behalf of people that do care about these things and want to get the most out of their game yeah like thankfully it's there's an... no pay to win model though that's that's a good thing it's always going to be a slightly controversial thing isn't it when it because it's in a lot of games now yeah. the whole the battle pass thing uh free to play um and yeah it's a very contentious issue like i'm not a big multiplayer online kind of person so it doesn't affect me but yeah like you say with the whole predatory thing and buying into gambling and loot boxes and all that sort of stuff as well it's it's very icky to me yeah it it just feels like the giving you the a false economy you think you're getting a free game but ultimately you're going to yeah. be getting scammed for a lot longer and for a lot more money than you would if you just got the multiplayer as part of a package uh, thankfully this isn't like a battlefield 2 level of fuckery it's mostly cosmetic <laughs> so like you're only really going to have an issue with this if you if you care about like the cosmetic side of things if you feel slighted if someone says you have a default skin like that's apparently a thing that younger <laughs> people get offended by but it's yeah, not, it not is, for me. Yeah. I, I just don't. So the, I'm not. It's not. I don't give a shit. I will be basic all the way. <laughs> I don't care. Judge me what you that's like. That's how they identify the noobs. Yeah, the, the zoomers can roast me all they like. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> I just do not give a shit. It's it's not how I played multiplayer games before. It's not how I played a Halo Two. It's not how I played Halo Three. It's not the way I'm playing Infinite. I just jump in, play a few rounds, jump out whatever fine once the playlist return i really will have no complaints about the multiplayer so like but it just i wanted to talk about that aspect of it because even though it's not directly affecting me i do hate how the battle pass system is turning players away from the game like because yeah. the game as it exists it feels like otherwise a really like a work of care and attention they put a lot of work okay. into making this game feel like a proper halo experience and i do feel like the the botched launch of the multiplayer is going to turn a lot of people away from a really good game well i have one uh one thing i want to ask you about the multiplayer mode um does anyone play the fucking objective sometimes there's some people who are quite serious okay. about that side of things like that's good it's a lot i feel like a lot of the people i've encountered are old school halo players they're not like right they're not like just people who just like do whatever the fuck they like because I've, I've played like rainbow six and stuff with people that don't understand the concept of an objective and they're just running yeah. around trying to get all yeah. the kills and it does, does, <laughs> does not work. That's not how you win the game. But uh -huh. I feel like I've been quite lucky. I don't know if there's the like the, the people that just don't give a shit about objectives are uh, just being turned away because of the battle pass. It might be a generational disconnect and I might just be lucky that I've just found a lot of people that have the same kind of attitude as I do. Excellent. Well, long may that continue. I hope so. Well, you mentioned they were bringing things in like uh, co-op mode and uh, playlists, the multiplayer and that sort of thing. Um, what other what other ways are they going to support the game going forwards? Um, right, from what I've gathered, um, they don't intend to make another mainline Halo for quite a while, but they're going to use Infinite 
as like a foundation to bring in new content, kind of like how The Witcher 3 did it. Mm -hmm. Small content drops and like bigger story expansions to be added to the game. So while there are elements of the game missing at launch, and that is an issue, especially the co-op mode being missing, I do like the idea that they're going to use this big playground uh, as like a place for future Halo stories set within this bubble to take place. It feels like there's a lot of robust support ahead by 343, which I, mm -hmm. I really appreciate. I feel like there's a there's a long shelf life for Halo Infinite, really, compared to other Halo games. That's really good to hear. I'm, I'm all for more story DLC and that sort of thing, like The Witcher 3. Uh, I think it's a shame we never got anything like that for GTA 5 yeah. in the single-player mode. Obviously, they've brought out a new one for online, which is, you know, based on Franklin, one of the characters. But still, it's not it's not quite the same. You know, it's not another, you know, Ballad of Gay Tony or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, that makes me really happy to hear. And hopefully, by the time I get around to playing it, they will have all this, like, lovely extra story content. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know what the timetable is going to be like, because I think they are focusing on fixing multiplayer, like the Battle Pass progression, all that stuff. But it, it's not a cyberpunk-style situation where it's going to be put off for, like, three years or something before the game is playable. Like, it's playable now. It's just going to get better and better as we go along. Hopefully, by next year, it'll be, like, a whole new game. Well, now we come to the big question. The uh, our official 1UP Pod rating and our final verdicts. Well, I mean, your final verdict, mine is like, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, says, I can't wait to play it out of 10. <laughs> I'd give this a 9 out of 10. Uh, the missing features and the issues concerning multiplayer, uh, they're undeniable, but it's not enough to sink this game. Even all the bullshit I went through trying to get this game installed is not an issue <laughs> because this is, I think this is the best Halo game I've played since Halo 2. It feels like, and I'm going to use the word again, a classic Halo experience, but this time it's like fully leveled up. I, I remember when I loaded uh, Combat Evolve for the first time, like I was shit first at a Christmas party. I remember quite distinctly. <laughs> uh, so I, I was I felt awed by the when I stepped out onto Alpha Halo, like in the big the world that was that big open space. It felt like this big sandbox that I had to explore, even though it really wasn't. It was quite still quite a linear game, but it had the illusion of scope and it really captured my imagination for what the first person shooter could do. And Infinite feels like the realisation of that promise. It's it's everything Halo was and it's everything it should be. It, I, I could not be happier and I would recommend this to like any lapsed Halo fan, 100%. It may be even reason enough to invest in a good gaming PC or an Xbox Series X. I, I do think this is Xbox's first sincere system seller of this generation. I think it's just absolutely brilliant and i've i'm absolutely i'm actually surprised i've loved it this much based on how like i said in my intro like my interest in halo had faded considerably to the point where i just didn't give a shit that i didn't have an xbox but now i'm just i'm so happy that i got to play this well, that makes me really happy as well as a halo fan who was uh you know slightly jaded after the last couple of games yeah. this has made me excited um I think it's nice to give Master Chief that kind of refresh in terms of what the game is and how it goes about, you know, what it's doing. And whilst staying with that classic Halo uh, gameplay and everything you know and love, I am I can't I can't wait to play this. I'm really excited. Yeah, you should be. It's I, I feel like if you are a big Halo fan, and I know you are, you're not going to regret a single second you spend on this. No. Yes. Oh, an excellent score for Halo Infinite. I want to play it. Can I want to? I need to go buy a PC. I'm going to go do that now. <laughs> Just work a lot over Christmas. <laughs> oh, way ahead of you. Well, if you've got any uh, thoughts and feelings on Halo Infinite or you're a big Halo fan like Andy and myself, um, you should come and tell us and let us know on the social medias where we are uh, at 1UPP odds. Yep. Did I get that right? 1UPP yes. odd with 1D, yeah. 
fucking finally on Twitter and Instagram. Come and say hello to us there. Go and check out all of our uh, previous reviews. We've been banging out quite a lot of those lately, which has been really great. Um, we had a new episode drop quite recently, all about Lara Croft, the life and times of Lara and her triangle boobs. Um, and yeah, well, I think it's probably a good time to say Merry Christmas to everyone as well, right? This is probably the last piece of content we'll put out for the year, maybe. Uh, well, we've got the game of the year episode, but that's after, that's after Christmas. Episode. That'll be post-Christmas. So have yeah. a very merry Halo Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, <laughs> ho, ho, Halo. Ooh, yeah, let's go with that. Just cut everything out that I just said. Okay, thanks. <laughs> keeping that. <laughs> and it says something here about the two Ronnies, but we don't need to no, worry do, about do that. No, we do it, do it. We need to do the two Ronnies, but... I, but how? I, it's a goodbye from Andy? Hi. Uh, no. Oh, Goodbye. 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 <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> and it's a hello from me. Uh, and more importantly, don't forget to get a life and play video games. Since I moved on to D&D Beyond, though, I've been doing better. So maybe it's my dice are cursed. Yeah, you might be loaded dice. Who bought them for you? Oh, uh, I got some from Becky and I got some from Sasha. I okay, think. So, so maybe they're pranking you and they've put loaded <gasps> that... dice with like weights and the bad parts. <laughs> Motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Leave this in the review. I want them to hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that as like a post credit scene. <laughs> like, like ten minutes after the episode. Like a Marvel movie. <laughs>